Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. So today on the Black Financial Channel, I'm going to talk about why millennials cannot buy a house. I'm going to give you a few reasons why, and then I'm going to give you solutions as to what you can do about that to avoid these financial problems. Number two, uh, if you stick around to the end of the video, I got a stock for you that I really like. I just bought some shares in this company, and I will share it with you right now. So get comfortable, buck up the seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. This is theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm your friendly neighborhood finance professor on the Black Financial Channel. We talk about black wealth and black economics every day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day. Under the B1 condition, B1 means we are black first. Black first means we put our community at the top of our priority list. Uh, also, uh, the, the All Black National Convention and, and the Black Business School, we operate under a uh, belief we call the, the Black Core of Three. The Black Core of Three is that we believe black people can and should educate our own children, create our own jobs, and support black-owned businesses. I believe if we do those three things, our people will succeed. Uh, now, give me a quick yes. Let's do a quick audio check. Give me a yes if you can hear me okay. Uh, and also, shout out the city you're from. Let me know what city you're from and shout out the name of your business. If I see your business name, I'm going to shout it back. Jonathan Golden, good to see you. Eileen Nelson, Johnny Q, uh, good to see you too. Justin Pender, uh, all, all from oh, New York City, very nice. Uh, let's see, Kip Johnson, Sideria Wesson, Eileen Nelson, Jeremy uh, Brian Little, uh, let's see, who else is in here? L Lolly J out of Memphis. Memphis. Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting city. I love Memphis. Jimmy Trenard. What's going on, Jimmy? How are you? Okay. And he says that the, uh, that the audio is good. Thank you very much, Jimmy. I appreciate that. Henry, uh, Henry, is that Henry Irvin and Ernestine and D'Angelo and Anna and, uh, and Gregory. Okay. So, uh, as we get started on this conversation, two things I want to mention, number one, uh, and I'm going to keep mentioning this regularly because I think this needs to be heard. Black women must be protected. Uh, Robin Simpson has been on my mind uh, because Miss Robin Simpson is a member of the B1 community uh, who uh, spoke at the All Black National Convention in 2019. She was just murdered by her husband, allegedly. And uh, he, he allegedly, according to their daughter, their eight-year-old daughter, stabbed her many, many, many dozens of times in front of their eight-year-old daughter. And now she's not with us. So uh, I'm bringing up Robin Simpson's name and I'm putting it in the universe because the police are now being challenged and questions about whether or not they did their job and they actually showed up when they were supposed to show up because uh, the idea that a woman was um, had her life taken in such a brutal way while the police were in the backyard makes no sense to me. And so just so you know, I'm, I'm going to sound real redundant because I'm going to say this sister's name a billion times uh, in hopes that somebody is going to hear it and that something will get done and that justice can be found for her family and for that child. Okay, so uh, if you uh, use the hashtag justice for Robin or the hashtag Robin Simpson, uh, if you would share this on social media, I would appreciate that very much. Uh, so anyway, that's where I want to start there. And then also I spoke today with a black race car driver by the name of LeVar Scott. And LeVar Scott is working his way up to NASCAR. Now, the hard part about being a NASCAR driver is money. You need money. These, these It costs millions of dollars to run a racing team. But I met this young guy at Daytona, the Daytona 500. He impressed me because he did such a great job. He was a part of what they call the ARCA series. And uh, in case you guys don't know, you know, we've had a long history. Black people have a rich history in race car driving. Uh, we actually used to have something called the Golden Glory Sweepstakes. A hundred years ago, the Golden Glory Sweepstakes was as big as like the NFL or the NBA. And they would 
go and fill up stadiums full of black folks all around the country. And they had these race car drivers and celebrities and and hundreds of black owned businesses that were all connected to the racing circuit. So uh, so you actually have a, hist- a rich history of black race car drivers. So shout out to LeVar Scott. Uh, I'm going to mention his name regularly because I, I like what this young brother is doing and I want to s- support him as much as I can. All right. So let me get into this conversation today. Hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, all right. So uh, let me give you seven uh, quick points in terms of what millennials are dealing with as it pertains to buying a home. It's getting much, much harder every generation to buy a house. Uh, Next generation is not going to be any easier than the last. So you have to make sure that you are preparing your kids for the future. Now, Justin says, I'm making a killing off C3.ai and Coinbase in Prime. Good for you, Justin. I love love it. I love seeing black people making money. I just love it, man. You made my day, Justin. You made my day. Justin's making, I'm going to call you Big Money Justin. Anyway, if you want to join the Prime program, go to drboysprime.com. Take a look. <laughs> You'd be amazed at what kind of cash flow you can get from selling stock options, and it's not hard to do. All right, so anyway, let's get back to it. Well, it, it, well, there's there's some intricacies, but you know, I, 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 if you, when you know that stuff the way I do, it, it's kind of right there in front of you. So anyway, feel free to go to drboysprime.com if you want to take a look. All right, so, uh, so here are quick points in terms of reasons millennials are having a hard time buying a house. Uh, number one, there's a low housing supply for millennials. Uh, a lot of young people, uh, particularly millennials, uh, can't find, just can't get a house, can't get a house in their price range. So the market's kind of changed. And the dynamics have gotten difficult. Uh, millennials also have a lot of debt, a lot of financial hardships, uh, mostly due to things like student loans and credit card debt, and then also some automobile debt. Those are three types of debt that just kind of get people into a lot of trouble. Uh, the type of debt, you know, if I could trade, if I could trade it out instead of having uh instead of having us with all that student loan debt i would trade that in a second for uh debt for a small business if i could get business loans to replace student loans then that would actually increase black wealth by several trillion dollars because a student loan it's like eh it, it, you got about a 50 50 on being able to pay it back since half of all black college graduates default on their student loans whereas if you were to offer business loans at a smaller amount, there'd be less debt to repay. And also there'd be a stronger economic engine, right? So um, I'm a believer that most black people should uh, learn how to start a business. Every black child should learn how to invest, buy real estate, things like that. You can't lean on the system to take care of you when it's the system that's oppressing you. Do you hear what I'm saying? If the system is the thing that's oppressing you, <laughs> then you can't be, you can't lean on the system to save you. The thing that's oppressing you is not going to save you because your oppressor is not your savior. But but some of us fall into that, right? It goes all the way back to the white Jesus phenomenon, right? We we really believe that our savior and our oppressor are the same person, and it's 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 a hell of a mind trick. We fall for the banana in the tailpipe every time, and it puts us in these crazy situations. So remember, your savior is not going to be the same as your oppressor. In fact, the way you can identify your real savior is the real the savior is not going to be friendly with the oppressor. The oppressor is not going to be happy when they see your savior come along. So uh, just the same thing is true when you talk about black people that are truly going to pull black people out of this mess that we're in. It's not going to be the Negroes on TV. It's not going to be the, the folks that are in Hollywood uh, because they are loved by the oppressor. They, the oppressor is happy to see them coming. Uh, the people that are really your champions, in my view, are the ones that have been rejected by that system. Why? Well, because they, they broke out of the matrix. Do you understand? Give me a yes if you're following what I'm saying there. 
I think that's a simple idea, but I think it's very important to understand. Let's keep going. Hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, you're watching the Black Financial Channel, theblackfinancialchannel.com. Uh, a lot of you don't know that the Black Business School, you can actually get started for free. We've helped millions of people. So if you'd like to take a look at what we have going on, just go to theblackbusinessschool.com. We educate the entire family, all the way from grandma down to the grandbabies. And uh, because we believe that the whole Black family as a unit should be economically prepared for the future. Also, um, a lot of the principles from our book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, uh, which is an independent book. It's an Amazon bestseller. Uh, we, we, uh, there, there are ideas in this book that I know are not discussed in various textbooks, but I wrote that book specifically for you. So if y'all don't read it, then nobody's going to read it because I didn't write it for other people. All right. So anyway, uh, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Here's some other reasons why millennials have trouble buying a house. Uh, let's see. Uh, the average millennial's net worth has actually doubled in the last five years. So that's a good thing. Uh, but so it's crazy. They still can't buy houses, even though their, their net worth is going up. Uh, also, let's see, there's a strong demand for homes for millennials. So that puts pressure on the market. Uh, student loans, obviously, that's a big issue. And then there's also uh, a lot of a belief that the demand for homes for millennials could actually drive another housing bubble, which could have some long term problems associated with it, too. Uh, and and that's that that is a concern. Now, one thing I'm going to say for uh, just to be clear is that, generally speaking, real estate is an excellent investment. Uh, real estate is, generally speaking, uh, a good long term move. Uh, it's very rare that you're going to ever see a property that is in a decent neighborhood that costs less five years later than it did five years ago, or in definitely not 10 years later. Uh, I saw this video and this is, I say this because I hear people that'll say things that don't make any sense when it comes to real estate. They'll say things like, uh, you know, I, I, um, I'm waiting for the prices to go down. I'll buy when the prices go down or when the market cools off. That's not really the best approach in my opinion, because since when have you ever seen a, a good, a decent neighborhood where, where property costs less 10 years later than it did 10 years before? Let me know if you know you get what I'm talking about. Like, do you, do you ever see that happen anywhere? Uh, I saw a video where they were talking about how uh, how expensive houses were. It's an old video from the 1980s, and they were freaking out because of the, the the skyrocketing cost of homes in San Diego and how it's impossible to buy a house in San Diego. And do you know what they literally said? They said you won't believe what the average home price is in San Diego now. Do you know what number they said? They said like eighty three thousand dollars. They said, oh, my God, can you believe that the average home in San Diego costs $83,000? That's funny, right? And in 80, you know, the 1980s weren't that long ago, right? A lot of you were teenagers in the 80s. Maybe you were in elementary school in the 80s. Some of you were born in the 80s. So you're not talking about a long time ago. So effectively, real estate is a great investment. Uh, real estate is something that uh, I think that our kids should be better trained on real estate and starting businesses and investing than they are at basketball, football and twerking. You ain't gonna make no money twerking. Uh, strip clubs don't pay that well. You ain't gonna make no money playing basketball. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time. You're not gonna make no money playing football. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Although uh, sports can give you skill sets that you can apply to be successful in other areas of life. There are a lot of great things I learned about uh, success in economics that I learned from playing sports. I, sports teaches you delayed gratification, teaches you teamwork, it teaches you hard work, it teaches you goal setting, it teaches you per, per, perseverance and persistence, it teaches you how to lose and, and keep going. Uh, you know, so sports teaches you a lot. I, and I, I used a lot of what I learned from sports to be successful in other areas. But the thing about it, it though, is that I think we got to get our kids ready for the big game. The big game is the game of life. 
right? The real competition is when when that white man trying to put his foot on your neck and trying to keep you oppressed and trying to keep you down in the dirt, down in the dumpster, and you got to fight back against that. That's the real fight. That's the real game. That's the real national championship. And uh, a lot of times we show up unprepared. And uh, and and I think that that I think we can do better than that. I really do. I believe we can do so much better than that. And uh, let's see. MCM says I like this guy, Doctor. You're the man. Well, you no, you the man, man. So thank you for saying that. I appreciate you. You just made my day. So all right. So anyway, let me quit my yapping. Uh, I just wanted to come in and uh, hopefully share some uh, perspective that will help you in your economic journey. Uh, as I promised, I give you. I told you guys I'd give you a stock that I just bought, and uh, so feel free to take a look at it. It is not investing advice. I have to make sure I say that. Give me a yes if you understand that. But uh, it, but it's. it's but stock that I'm buying. So uh, I'm just sharing it with you in case you're interested. And also, uh, before we do that, though, could you please hit the thumbs up button? Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share. Make sure you subscribe. Also, we are doing real estate uh, in the Black Business School. Uh, I have a, a, a survey training camp that on real estate that I do called Dr. Boy's Real Estate. And literally what I do is uh, once or twice a month, I will bring in real estate experts. Uh, last week, we had Shalay Camilo, who is the CEO and founder of Vital Source Realty. Uh, and we're also going to bring in some other real estate experts in, in commercial and multifamily, residential, mixed use, whatever type of real estate you're interested in, we're going to bring all those people in. And we also have trainings that are available right now if you log in. So feel free to go to drboycerealestate.com and uh, you can get a discount if you'd like to join the program. That's one of the things we have going on in the Black Business School. We keep you busy. We have a lot of great stuff there. You can bring your kids. In fact, we don't just allow you to bring your children we encourage you to bring your children. We don't just allow you to share your membership with your family. We encourage you to share the membership with your family because I don't know if anybody's ever dealt with the stress and frustration of learning new things and then trying to share that with people who are addicted to the old things. Tell me if you know what I'm talking about. Like where you come in with new ideas, but they're still stuck on the old ideas. You're trying to move forward. They're trying to go backward. Well, how about all of you move forward together? And, uh, and, and we got you in the Black Business School. We have a Black Financial Therapy Department. Go to any HBCU or any white university on the planet and see if they have a Black Financial Therapy Department. That is a reflection of the genius of the staff and the team that we have. We just added two more people to the staff, uh, doc, Dr. Tashi and Dr. Uh, Dr. Bob, two, two excellent, brilliant people that are going to be facilitating conversations with many of the Black experts in our community. And what we're finding in our, in our work, which is very exciting to us, is that you have no idea just how valuable our people are. You, I mean, you have no idea how rich and how deep and how amazing the talent is in our community. Uh, Dr. Eric Prince is about to come in. He's a, he's a health genius. Uh, Dr. Christina Parks, PhD in cell and molecular biology. With Julian Gordon, our dean of real estate, went to Stanford and UCLA and has been absolutely killing the game since since the beginning of time. We have so many brilliant people. Michael Roberts, who is runs company worth worth with, worth runs companies worth over a billion dollars. Dr. George C. Frazier, whose book uh, Success Runs in Our Races required reading at every HBCU in America. And I even got started. Larry Miller, the CEO of the Air Jordan brand. With sells Michael Jordan shoes all across the planet. He's responsible for turning the Air Jordan brand into the multi-billion dollar behemoth that it became. These are the types of people that we've brought through. Uh, this is the black excellence that we we, we uh, require and that we connect with. And what's powerful about it is that, and this is what, if you want to know what our restriction, our requirement is, our requirement is that uh, you have to have grown enough that you're not spending your life just trying to impress other folks. You have to believe enough in us that you really care about us. You have to you have to be black, black first. You you can't be, you know, like, like I don't want some guy that's on TV or some guy who's making rap records that are destroying the black community and all that. I want somebody who really understands that we are our top priority. We are what we need. 
we are we are the chosen people. At least we need to choose ourselves and choose each other. Seriously, we are the chosen people in that particular regard. That we are the chosen people because every day when I get up, I'm choosing y'all. I'm choosing me. I'm choosing us. I'm choosing the children around me. I'm choosing the people in my hood, in my community, in my space. I'm not choosing other people. I'm not trying to impress nobody else. I'm not trying to impress Hollywood. I'm not trying to impress uh, people in, in corporate America. I'm not trying to impress any of that. I'm trying to impress my own. I'm trying to make things happen here. Right. So that's the thing. I want us to build on the land on which we stand. And I believe that we have the capacity to do that. And if we give, tap into even 10 percent of the um, enormous, amazing human capital that exists within the B1 space, you, you will be blown away. <laughs> Alan, Alan Bean is one of the people that was at the convention. And Alan is like working on building uh, uh, wooden skyscrapers or something. He was telling me about the technology to build wooden skyscrapers. There's so many brilliant people in our space. We don't need we have a university right here. We don't need to go to Harvard, Yale, Stanford. I mean, sure, sure, they got smart white folks out there. God bless them. I have nothing against them. But we got, we're pretty good ourselves. So anyway, let me stop yapping for a minute and let me share this stock with you. The stock that I like right now is Arrowhead Pharmaceuticals, A-R-W-R, A-R-W-R. I just bought some shares in Arrowhead Pharmaceuticals. Now, when I mention the stock to you, it is uh, because I believe that in the next three to five years, that stock has a reasonably good possibility of being a strong asset. It does not mean that I have a crystal ball that tells me which stocks are going to do well. Uh, I do not own such a crystal ball. Uh, there is no such crystal ball. However, uh, if a, a good diversified strategy uh, over time, uh, where you're spreading your money out and putting into high quality companies over time is a tried and true method for building wealth. Uh, and actually, if you want to see, if you want to just uh, see the stocks that I pick for my students every week, I pick I pick a, a flock every every single Sunday. So just go to drboystocks.com. It's called What Dr. Boyce is Buying. You can do a free trial at drboystocks.com. So feel free to go and take a look at that. But but you know the thing was last night I was talking to a grandma, and I want to talk to every parent grandparent in this room right now. And uh, and she was confused by the stock market. You know, she was telling me about what she was doing with her kids. And she said that um, I was she said that she puts ten dollars, uh, I think ten dollars a month in all their savings accounts or something like that. Or maybe it's ten. I think no, it's ten dollars a week, ten dollars a week. Uh, and when they get to five hundred dollars, she buys a CD for the kids. And I said, that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Like that's going to make a big difference for them, especially given the interest rates are higher now. Now, because interest rates are higher, CDs are a are, are great investment. Uh, you know, you've got treasury bills that you, where you can actually go right to the website and buy treasury bills there if that's what you want to do. Because that's all the bank does. They take your money. They just buy treasury bills with it. Uh, but I said, you know, did you ever think about investing in stocks? And she told me that her husband uh, invests in stocks and that he's kind of he kind of plays the stocks. They, when people use that term, like I play the stock market a little bit, uh, that bothers me some because I don't want you to play the stock market. I don't want you playing around with your future. I don't want your future is not playtime. This is not the casino. Uh, I, you know, I, I prefer something that's a little more measured than that. But she mentioned her husband kind of plays around with stocks and she has some money in her 401k. She maxes it out, which is a great wealth building strategy. And uh, and I said, well, you know, and I showed her the five dollar a day plan. And I said, you know, it's so simple that a five year old could do it. A monkey could do it. And um, and and I said, if you do this, I said, here's all you do. And I showed her I got I grabbed her phone 
and I said, let's look up this app. This app is Robinhood. Let's start with something real simple. And you set you set it to where you're going to put a certain amount of money in there every week. And I said, $35 is a number we talk about since that's $5 a day. But if you can do $100, then everything triples. If you do $200, that's even more. I said, but what you got to do, you got to do two things. And all I need you to do is two things. One, uh, do it every week, have the money every week go into an S&P 500 fund like SPY or VOO, uh, Sierra Papa Yankee or Victor Oscar Oscar. And then two, don't sell. Do not sell. Do not sell. Do not sell. And then don't and then just leave it alone. Let 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 nature take its course. And uh, and and what will happen? I told her, I said, your, your kids and grandkids are going to have hundreds of thousands of dollars in their bank account when they're in their 20s. They'll never have to work for anybody their entire life. They'll never know the stress of having to get up in the morning to go to a job that you hate. They'll never have to worry about the, the, the stress of financial anxiety that comes when you can't pay your bills. Your granddaughter ain't never going to have to sleep with some dusty old man in order to get the rent paid. Your son is not going to have to take penitentiary chances just to get a few hundred dollars. Uh, your children will be in a safe space and they'll be in a better emotional space because they have this thing that most Americans don't have, which is so precious and valuable, which is this thing called financial security. So uh, the thing about financial security is that the goal of corporate America is to keep you as financially insecure as possible. The goal of corporate America, the government, or any entity that's seeking to control you is not to have you be secure. It's not to have you be healthy, not to have you be independent. Because if you become secure, healthy, and independent, then you don't need them anymore, right? So, so you know, like, like how, how even during the pandemic, I mean, think about this. Let me know if y'all can still hear me. I want to make sure y'all can still hear me. Uh, you know, but, but seriously, think about it. during the pandemic, I was like, well, they're making a whole lot of money. I saw how much money they were making off those shots. And I said, man, they, they're able to make money because there are so many people that were so vulnerable to a virus, you know, because, you know, their health wasn't right. Right. So they were like, oh, yeah, if you're obese and da, 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 then, you're, you know, you're more vulnerable. So here, get this shot, get this shot. And, I, and I'm not telling you what to think about the shot. But what bothered me was I said, I've never really heard these same people ever encourage those people to fight against obesity. You never talked about what it means to have a healthy immune system. Did y'all give me a guess if you know what I'm talking about? Did they at any point in the pandemic ever talk about what's required to just keep your immune system healthy so you don't really have to worry as much about whether or not you get a virus, right? Again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't or should or shouldn't have got the shot. I believe that's a personal choice, but that was so strange, but it's not strange when you understand capitalism the way I do Capitalism is kind of a dirty pig. Capitalism is designed to keep you dependent, right? So, so corporate America the, and the government in particular, uh, their goal is uh, to keep you as helpless as possible so they can be the, the hero, right? Uh, so, so they want to be your savior and they want to be your oppressor. And the day you believe that your oppressor and your savior are the same person is the day you're doomed to be in a cycle of death. You're going to be in a cycle of physical death, spiritual death, economic death, spiritual, uh, physical death, because they're going to keep feeding you food that's going to kill you. And they're going to milk your bank account all the way till the finish line, uh, spiritual death, because it sucks to be a slave. And then financial death, because the goal of capitalism is to just turn, churn through your money and to extract what they can from you. Uh, if you listen to a lot of economists talk about the economy, they always talk extens extensively about this resilient consumer, the resilient American consumer. The resilient American consumer is keeping the economy roaring along. They, they talk about that all the time. You know what they're saying? They're saying, man, these suckers keep spending money. They'll spend their last. They're so addicted to spending that they'll go in debt 
just to keep up with the Joneses. Like we, if we market a new car, they'll go buy the damn car because they so busy. They will max out the credit cards, the student loan debts out of control, credit card debt out of control, automobile debt out of control, all of that because people are so addicted to spending. So when they're telling you, oh my God, thank God we have this resilient consumer, they're really saying, thank you for being a sucker. Thank you for propping up uh, and allowing us to live the lifestyle to which we have chosen to become accustomed. Because guess what? The the corporation ain't never going to increase your, your minimum wage. I mean, they might a little bit, but it's, it's it gets to where it becomes a joke, right? They're, they're not trying to increase your minimum wage. They're not trying to increase the wages of college graduates. They're not trying to give you more job security. They're not trying to even uh, deal with reining in the inflation that's causing the cost of everything to go up while your wages are staying flat. It's a sucker's game. It's, it's a trap. It, it is all a big old trap. And I say this to you as a person who understands finance and capitalism and money at a really high level. It is the it is it is it is it makes me pull my hair out and I ain't even got no hair. <laughs> really, maybe that's why I ain't got no hair because I because I'll be pulling it out just literally looking at this like oh my god oh. right. So so here's the thing right. So hit the thumbs up button if you can. Please hit the thumbs up button. Uh, you know, one of the reasons that we, we we even put together the whole black financial therapy department in the black business school and my wife, my beautiful wife, Alicia, who is a therapist. I'll put her website up here if you want to see what she does. She sees couples and, and, and families and stuff like that. So she's good at what she does. So feel free to go to coachingwithdralicia.com. There's a URL on the screen. Anyway. So, so we figured out, we were like, we need a black financial therapy department because we, we need healing. Uh, to not just deal with trauma, but to overcome brainwashing. Like, like we need to be snapped out of it. Like we've been kind of programmed in a certain way, and you need uh, a degree of financial consciousness that allows your your economic thinking to elevate above the systematic subconscious programming that's all around you. Do you understand? Right. The school system is part of the programming. Media part of the programming. Corporate America part of the programming. You. Know, universities part of the programming right and and then next thing you know you you're, you're stuck like this like you're swimming and, and you're like you're not getting nowhere your head's barely above water and you're like why is this happening to me when i did everything right i went to school i didn't break the law i don't i don't live too far above my means you know if it if at all you know well it's because there's there's certain mechanics where you know two plus two plus two always has to equal six and it's like if two plus two plus two equals six, but they're expecting you to rise above a level seven, and but but somehow they've told you that getting to six is enough, but at the same time they're thinking two plus two plus two is going to equal eight, right? That's the problem, right? Two plus two plus two equals six. They're telling you that two plus two plus two equals eight, right? And the economy needs you to be at a seven in order to keep your head above water. So you're doing, okay, two plus two plus two, go to college, make good grades, get a good job, whatever. Let's say that's two plus two plus two. So you get to six and you're like, okay, I'm, a, I'm an eight now because that's what they told me. That's what the Democrats told me. That's what the Republicans told me. That's what corporate America told me. That's what media told me. And then you're at, but, but, but the economy needs you to be at a seven, but you think you're at an eight. So you're drowning, right? And you're like, oh God, I can't pay my bills. Like what's going on? What am I doing wrong? And you think everybody else is doing better than you. You think everybody else is doing okay. And, uh, and, and so you're feeling like maybe you did something wrong when really the whole system was kind of designed to sort of create various forms of economic insecurity because that's how they get your black ass back to work. That's that's what they do. They, that's what they, they needed you after the pandemic. 
the pandemic was was such a fascinating um, experiment in terms of what it did to people's psyches. Uh, it was fascinating to see what happens when the whole world jumps on the internet. I've, I've been on the internet for a long time. And so suddenly the whole world was doing what we were doing. We we're like, Oh wow. Okay. And then, um, so the whole world jumped on the internet and the whole world was staying home from work. So you have millions of people who started having these reflections. Like that's what happens. It's almost like you ever see somebody, you know what it makes me think about? You ever see somebody that goes to jail? Like he's a knucklehead in the streets acting fool, can't tell him nothing, but then he goes to jail and he comes out 10 years later and he's like, far more enlightened, like far more observant, far more like intelligent, like, you know, because why? Well, because he was forced to sit down and reflect on his life. And while he's sitting there reflecting on his life, he starts to come to these insights that, that, that you only come to when you're not distracted. That's why I think everybody should meditate. I think everybody should have time where you go someplace by yourself and just sit and reflect on your life. Look at your past. Look at your present. Look at your future. Look at your friends. Look at your situation. Think about everything and say, "Okay, where am I now? How do I get to where I want to be? And where do I want to be? How do I feel about this?" I do that. And if you want to know why I'm so such a, I'm a little bit different from a lot of people. I'm a strange bird. I know these things. And part of the reason I'm a strange bird is because I learned the value of that form of meditation when I was about 22 years old. When I was 22, I started picking up on these things, and I said, "Wow, just sitting here thinking about life." helps me understand a lot of things that I don't know if everybody completely gets. And, and the, th the thing to me is that, that that consciousness is extremely important for those of you that don't want to get caught in the, in, in the trap. Because if you're conscious and reflective on every move that you make, you're going to make different decisions from other people. You're going to say, okay, maybe I shouldn't pick up that liquor bottle or maybe I shouldn't go to that party or maybe I shouldn't sleep with that girl right now or maybe I should, you know, just whatever. Maybe, maybe I need to keep that money in my pocket because I didn't like how I felt when I went broke last time. You know, and every time I get my check, I tend to overspend, right? <clears throat> Little things like that, that consciousness, I cannot overstate how valuable that is when it comes to carving your own path. And then what you got to do, once you start coming to these insights, in my opinion, you have to have the courage and self-love to pursue that, that direction, even if it's different from everybody else. That's the other stage of it. A lot of, a lot of times, like I used to not really listen to myself because I was like, well, if it, if what I'm thinking makes sense, then why is everybody else doing the opposite? Well, they must be right because the crowd is going this way and I'm going that way. And then what would happen is I would go with the crowd and then it would, it would be a bad decision. And I'd be like, damn, I should have listened to myself. So one thing I learned over time is to gain that courage to live to listen to myself, even if nobody else understands, even if nobody else disagrees, whatever, right? And 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 it's still to this day, literally to this day, I still go through it. I'll say something on social media, I'll have a thousand people saying, That's stupid, you're crazy, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> right? And I, I could and the heart and the, the reason it's also difficult to make your own decision or to go in your own direction is because you might actually be wrong sometimes. That's the thing. Like, it'd be nice if every time you had a gut instinct to go in a different direction, it was always going to work out. No, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes you, you're you the only person in your family that quits their job and starts a business and the business fails and, and because that's life. Right. And then the thing about it is you could either A, you could have made a mistake or B, you it could have just went bad for you. Right. And then somebody's going to be standing there saying, see, I told you you were stupid and blah, blah, blah. But you got to learn how to work past that, too. Right. Because I make mistakes all the time, every, you know, every single week. Uh, but I'm but I, but again, self-love comes into play because I love myself enough to know that even when I make a mistake, even when I do something wrong, even when I just blow up the building because I, I just I went in the wrong direction. It's OK. 
it's okay. I'm still worthy of love. I'm still a good person. I'm still going to, I'm still improving. God is not through with me yet. And I'm going to keep on marching, march to the beat of your own drummer and don't be afraid of that, but just make sure that you're, you're doing that meditation, that reflection to really understand what matters to you. This is the type of consciousness that I think will create not just better economics uh, and better health and better relationships, which is just just a better life period you'll just be happier you know you'll, you'll be around you know like like i like my life when i'm around people i really want to be around i like that's why that's for, for example i'll talk about celebrities and somebody i'll be like why does everybody want to hang out with him just because he got money he's a jerk <laughs> stuff like that right so so get those insights i think that'll make that'll create a better life for you all right so anyway i, I know y'all didn't come in here for all of that but 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 I, but I hope that me sharing this helps you um and help you know help somebody out here to uh to just you know pursue whatever you're supposed to pursue find your purpose find your passion uh also uh i'm going to um uh i'm actually doing a training camp on economic consciousness uh, starting january 1st and uh it's basically called money in the morning with dr boyce and what we're going to do is we're going to do 30 days uh each morning we're going to do an economic reflection i have a book called 30 days to black wealth and power and uh the cost of the class we're going to get together every single morning at 10 a.m eastern uh, on our social media platform, B1 Nation. So make sure you, you join. You can join the, the platform for free, B1Nation.us. And what's going to happen is basically each morning we'll do a 30-minute lesson. We're going to do this every single day for 30 straight days, seven days a week. And the reason I want to do it this way is because they say it takes about 30 days to form a new habit. So what I want us to do is at the end of those 30 days, we will have a set of financial habits because we will have gone through and done a reflection on each day. And I'll talk you through the reflection and help you elevate your economic consciousness. And by the time you're done, I think it'll take everybody to another level. So the cost of the class is $2.99. However, you can actually join for free if you just want to get a copy of the book. Anybody who buys a copy of the book can actually join for free. So if you go to drboycebooks.com and just search for, uh, just go to the search box at the top, look for 30 days of Black Wealth and Power, get a copy of the book. Everybody who buys a copy will send you out the link to join the class for free. And we're going to start January 1st. We're going to go through January 30th. That's the next big thing we're going to do. Uh, we will We will have all the recordings as well. Uh, but the thing is that, that the live component is the part you would get for free. Uh, the recordings would ha will have a fee, but if you want to do that, you can do that as well. We'll invite you to do that. But uh, we wanted to make it as low cost as possible because I want a lot of people to kind of go through this exercise together. So that's why we've sort of minimized uh, the, the hurdle to get into the class. So feel free to go to drboycebooks.com, get a copy of the book. Somebody will send you the link to join. And uh, we're going to do this on our social media platform, B1 Nation, B1Nation.us. All right. So hit the thumbs up button thumbs up share subscribe our stock pick of the day was arrowhead pharmaceuticals ticker symbol arwr uh the ticker symbols arwr i think i might have mentioned that earlier if i didn't let me make sure i just say that again arwr arrowhead pharmaceuticals that's the stock that i just bought so uh feel free to uh, take a look at that and uh god bless you guys uh have a great day thank you so much for listening and i'll talk to you soon take care peace